You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report, presented by Kent Hunter. Hey, Kent Hunter here, the Church Doctor. Do you feel sometimes like our world is a mess? This Church Doctor Report is called Calamity Clarifies How God Will Use You Now. If you're a God watcher, you look at every aspect of life from the perspective of the mission, God's mission. It's true, many Christians don't look at it that way. It's way too easy to become a Christian consumer rather than a missionary or a witness for Jesus. I understand. Many Christians are freaked out about evangelism. It's hard to believe during this season of receptivity, many churches are not growing. Many more are aging as well. Yet most Christians pass by churches that are growing and they see them every week. Of course, some Christians are suspect about those growing churches. I know I've interviewed hundreds of church members Most don't know the difference among congregations. Some look at those effective churches as providing gimmicks or watering down the truth. Generally, that is not accurate. It's unfair and it's judgmental. My greatest frustration, challenge, and disappointment is this. How can declining and aging churches not get help? Some pastors say, well, our people don't like change. In truth, most believers would rather suffer through changes than see their churches die. That's a fact. Yet, the pattern continues. I want to focus on thanking God for calamity. I know it sounds weird, but hang in there. We live in one of the most disruptive times in recent history. Likely, life hasn't been this stressed since World War II. You already know the indicators. On the global scale, war in Ukraine and the tensions with superpowers of Russia and China. Locally, tensions and difficulties connected with politics Morally, the incredible pain and suffering as a result of gun violence, including the shooting at a Christian elementary school in Tennessee. And then there was COVID. Is there anyone still alive who hasn't lost a friend or loved one to the pandemic? In Romans 8:28, there's an incredible statement. It goes like this. We know that in everything, God works for good with those who love him. Really? It's an amazing truth. But there's the rest of the verse. Those who are called according to his purpose. You'd be hard-pressed to find an active Christian who would debate about the truth of the first half of that verse you'd be challenged to discover how many believers 
are not clear about being called according to his purpose. Scripture continues in verse 29, those whom he conformed to the image of his son. Interesting word, conformed. Formed to the image of Jesus. If we are formed in the image of Jesus, it means we are a woman, we are a man, we are a child, we are a retiree, we are on a mission like Jesus, with Jesus. Then in verse 31, Paul writes, if God is for us, who is against us? And the obvious answer is no one. Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? The obvious answer, no one, nothing. So, so, how in the world can a group of Christians, a church, a denomination, any bunch of believers be relatively ineffective based on the results? How can we ever be ineffective in reaching our corner of the world for Jesus Christ? How can we tolerate a plateaued and declining congregation, an aging and declining denomination? One thing is sure, it is not God's fault. You see, calamity clarifies, but receptivity rises. Think about that. With all the challenges of our present world, your unchurched friends, relatives, neighbors, and co-workers are more receptive to the love, forgiveness, and hope of Jesus than most people realize. Do you know that? And if so, what are you going to do about it? Don't blame our secular, disrupted, chaotic world Think about when Jesus came to this world. He was born a Jew. He was a citizen of Israel. Yet, the country was occupied by the Romans. The Jews were about as disrupted as any group on the planet. Israel was the promised land given to the Jews by God himself. And, at that time, it was overrun by pagans who tax them. Can you imagine? Romans, who crucify people and stand around and laugh. The Jews had to be petrified with fear. They had every right to despise the Romans who took over God's country. Why would God show up in Jesus at that time? Why then? Because calamity clarifies. When things are at their worst, God is at his best. Consider writing that down. I'll say it again. When things are at their worst, God is at his best. Consider writing that down and putting it somewhere that will remind you, when things are at their worst, God is at his best. Just remember, God is, well, God, not a magician. He chooses to work through people. It worked with the most of the twelve disciples, but not Judas. Judas didn't make the team. But it worked with 
many believers, yet not the guy named Paul. Well, not at first. He was what we might call a late adopter. If you are in that category, you're not alone. Actually, you're like the Apostle Paul. So, are you a late adopter? Have you not yet been transformed beyond being a church member? Are you not yet a missionary for Jesus? Is your church primarily a platform for those who are already believers? That is not a bad thing. It's just not enough. And if that's the case, why is that? Well, I know because I've been there, which leads to my confession and transformation. You see, I was raised in a family of strong, active Christians. My parents were solid believers. Me? <laughs> Not so much. I was more interested in football and parties. But in my senior year, Jesus got a hold of my heart through my knee. It was a football injury that led to surgery. In my hospital room, there was another kid who had a real serious problem with his lungs. He would just stop breathing. The doctors had him on a breathing machine, but one night he woke up gasping for air. I pressed the call button and the doctors saved him, barely. I thought, wow, a person my age can die. Then I thought, I'm not spiritually ready, by any means. In that moment, God touched my life. The next morning, my pastor visited me in the hospital, and I told him I wanted to become a minister. <laughs> I think he nearly passed out. I went through four years of Christian college and four years of seminary. At graduation, I decided to continue in graduate school. It wasn't because I wanted or needed a Ph.D. It was because in eight years, I had learned a lot, but almost nothing about how to reach lost people for Jesus. Three years later, I reached the end, got the degree, and still didn't learn much about how to reach lost people. So, I was placed in an inner-city church in Detroit with over 300 members. The church had decreased by 67% during the previous 10 years. After a year of trying everything I knew and seeking help from my denomination, and I didn't get any, the church was still declining. I did about 50 funerals each year, and I got really good at that. But it was depressing. However, calamity clarifies. One day I got some junk mail that offered mission training for active pastors. Two weeks at a time, three times a year for three years. Since nothing else was working for the growth of our church, the elders agreed to let me go at my own expense. <laughs> they were desperate. So was I. What I learned changed my life. Our church started to grow. And today, decades later, it is a thriving 
inner city church. You see, calamity clarifies and receptivity rises. Look, you should know God wants your church to reach unbelievers for Jesus and bring them into your congregation. So, what is God saying to you? Well, you should be clear about this. It's not your fault. And it's not your pastor's fault. However, it is your opportunity to get equipped for the mission field our world has become. You don't have to leave your job. You don't have to go overseas. You don't have to be an evangelist if that's not your gift. Every Christian can be trained in mission tactics. If your church is plateaued or declining or aging, if you haven't figured out how to reach your unchurched neighbor, your co-worker, or your own adult children, remember this. Calamity clarifies. What is God saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? This could be your greatest adventure. Get help or lose. But Jesus says, win the world. Thank you for listening to the audio version of the Church Doctor Report. If you would like to receive the written version in your email, please sign up by going to www.churchdoctor.org. If you've enjoyed this teaching, please share it with others and encourage them to subscribe. Thank you, and God bless.